Happy 4th of July to one of God's most powerful, most awesome, most amazing creation today. You see, I got up this morning and I had this feeling of joy and excitement to say every day above ground is one of the most phenomenal days that I have ever seen in my life. I am amongst those that are living, so that's why I felt compelled to share this audio with you. I want you to feel the spirit of joy running through your body and not allowing the incognizance or stupidity of another to offset your course or deter you in any way. Because right here and right now, God decided to breathe breath in your nostrils and allow you to be a moving, acting, willing vessel now, but it's up to you to take full advantage of right here and right now. Because somewhere, somebody had plans for today, the 4th of July, and they did not make it. But yet, when you look in the mirror, you see that you are yet still a willing, acting vessel. So why not be excited? Why not be happy? Despite the adversity that we encounter in our life, let's focus on the now, the right here and the now, because we have an opportunity to implement change in our life. And if the implementation of change sparks your life to make you feel better, to make you look better, to make you move about in the betterment of today, then why, by all means, do that. Don't allow the incognizance or the stupidity or the non-cynical behavior of another to deviate you or to offset your course. Because this is the day in which he who has created us has made. God bless you. Take care of yourself, stay elevated in your spirits, and always know the ultimate element of surprise is the unknown. And the unknown was what? That's what I'm talking about. That's the unknown. But the, what, the, the one thing that we do know is that we're here. Hug yourself. Kiss yourself. Embrace yourself. And tell self, I am so happy to be amongst you today. If nobody else greets you, allow self to greet you and you greet self. And be so excited that you are amongst those that are still moving about. God bless your day and take care of yourself and always know he has given you the ability to make a great decision about your life. God bless you so much. Take care. Well, great morning. This is Stanley Harris. I just want to say this is such a wonderful day for myself, but not so wonderful for most people. I pray upon you taking the opportunity to listen to this audio message that it finds you and your significant others and your families and friends in the very best of health and suffering from no sicknesses or illnesses. You know, I have to say, an acquaintance of mine on yesterday was called to the hospital. Now, this is a sad story. It's almost to the point to where it made me emotional. And I had to recollect myself in order for me to actually give a plausible deliverance right here and right now. Picture this. Your best friend got sick, ill. And the doctor said to your best friend that was laying on the hospital bed that oh you're getting better you're getting better 
and my friend felt as if though she was not or he was not getting better they kept feeling feeling even worse than they were feeling when they were admitted into the hospital so long story short there was a phone call that came to my friend's home it was the hospital the hospital says what well, your friend has made a turn for the worse you might want to get here listen to what I said your friend has made a turn for the worse you might want to get here now keep in mind see I went through this sometime some years ago and I understand what your friend have turned to the worst you may want to get here see I know what that terminology mean that terminology mean that your friend is dead so now you can come and say your goodbyes your final goodbyes that's what that meant how horrible and disparaging was that people don't have no scruples people don't have no concern of the feelings of those that they're calling we yes we all have to go through it at some point however there's a way that one can be told that their friend have passed on rather than your your friend has made a turn for the worse you may want to get here that is horrible downright out disrespectful and I've written several letters to the corporate office of headquarters of the hospital and told them how demeaning and disparaging that is and they should implement new practices of how they should tell people that the person that you appreciate, admire, adore, and look up to have passed on. So anyway, my I'm going to call her my friend. Get to the hospital. The machine that monitors her blood pressure, her heartbeat, and all those other things that's associated with the hookup of this machine had been turned off. And the room was quiet. And... My friend asked, well, how long has this machine been turned off? And one of the nurses slipped and said it had been turned off for approximately six hours. And they just not calling me and telling me that my friend had made a turn for the worse. So, in other words, my friend had been dead for a long time. And you just not telling me, oh, it was horrible. She's going through her grieving process right now. And when I say she's going through her grieving process, she's going through her grieving process. See, we all experience death differently. We all succumb to emotions, but we express our feelings of death differently. I know because I've been there. So I'm saying to you all, gravitate to the person that you say you love and appreciate, admire, and adore because the next second isn't promised. We can be happy-go-lucky one minute and within the same minute, we can receive a phone call and say, so-and-so was in an automobile accident or so-and-so just 
fell over and died. You could be at work, you could be at the office, you could be on the strip, you can be downtown, you can be in the shopping center, you could be sitting in your car. What I'm saying to you is take hold of what it is that you say you believe in. Stop taking life for granted. Stop taking the people that you say you respect, admire, and adore for granted. You know, you hear it all the time. We say, oh, I appreciate so-and-so so very much. Oh, I love so-and-so so very much. But your action shows different. See, we as humans, we are funny. And what it is that we say we love and appreciate, respect, admire, and adore. We pretentiously go through the motion. We're not adamant about what it is that we say we want because words are powerful. Words provoke you to action. Words make you do things that you want to do, that you're supposed to do, that you ought to do. That shows the other pe- person that you do care about them. I may not be delivering this speech like you want to hear it, but I'm delivering it as it should be heard because we all come short. And we all have to make the necessary adjustments that we need to make in our life in order for us to be who it is that we say we are in this life. God's blessings upon you. Take hold of today. Grab hold of that someone that you say you love and you admire and you appreciate. Look them in their eyes, whether it's man, woman, boy, or girl, and let them know how much you love them, how much you respect them, how much you admire them, how much you uh, anticipate spending the rest of your life with them and them being around you. Make that change because you can The God that you say you love and appreciate, admire, and adore. Act upon those things that you say you believe in. Be flawless in your actions. Be deliberate in what you believe in. God bless you. Take care of yourself. And please, keep this in mind. Joys and Absence of a Mother is a powerful book. It's right now on Amazon. You owe it to yourself to go get that book. Let me say it again. It's in my mind the number one bestseller because it talks about the absence and the love and the appreciation of your mom. Where's your love? How much love do you have? Is it real? Is it pretentious? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. Exercise the fulfillment of grace that's within you. God's blessings upon you wholeheartedly. Take care and have a spectacular, awesome, and amazing rest of your day. God bless. Well, great morning. This is Stanley Harris. I just want to say this is such a wonderful day for myself, but not so wonderful for most people. I pray upon you taking the opportunity to listen to this audio message that it finds you and your significant others and your families and friends in the very best of health and suffering from no sicknesses or illnesses you know i have to say an acquaintance of mine on yesterday was called to the hospital now this is a sad story 
it's almost to the point to where it made me emotional. And I had to recollect myself in order for me to actually give a plausible deliverance right here and right now. Picture this, your best friend got sick, ill. And the doctor said to your best friend that was laying on the hospital bed that, oh, you're getting better, you're getting better. And my friend felt as if though she was not or he was not getting better. They kept feeling, feeling even worse than they were feeling when they were admitted into the hospital. So long story short, there was a phone call that came to my friend's home. It was the hospital. The hospital says, well, your friend has made a turn for the worse. You might want to get here. Listen to what I said. Your friend has made a turn for the worse. You might want to get here. Now, keep in mind. See, I went through this sometime, some years ago. And I understand what your friend have turned to the worst you may want to get here. See, I know what that terminology mean. That terminology mean that your friend is dead. So now you can come and say your goodbyes, your final goodbyes. That's what that meant. How horrible and disparaging was that? People don't have no scruples. People don't have no concern of the feelings of those that they're calling. We yes, we all have to go through it at some point. However, there's a way that one can be told that their friend have passed on rather than your your friend has made a turn for the worse you may want to get here that is horrible downright out disrespectful and I've written several letters to the corporate office of headquarters of the hospital and told them how demeaning and disparaging that is and they should implement new practices of how they should tell people that the person that you appreciate, admire, adore, and look up to have passed on. So anyway, my I'm going to call her my friend. Get to the hospital. The machine that monitors her blood pressure, her heartbeat, and all those other things that's associated with the hookup of this machine had been turned off and the room was quiet and my friend asked well how long has this machine been turned off and one of the nurses slipped and said it had been turned off for approximately six hours and they just not calling me and telling me that my friend had made a turn for the worse so in other words, my friend had been dead for a long time. And you just not telling me, oh, it was horrible. She's going through her grieving process right now. And when I say she's going through her grieving process, she's going through her grieving process. See, we all experience death differently. We all succumb to emotions, but we express our feelings of death differently I know because I've been there 
So I'm saying to you all, gravitate to the person that you say you love and appreciate, admire, and adore because the next second isn't promised. We can be happy-go-lucky one minute and within the same minute, we can receive a phone call and say, so-and-so was in an automobile accident or so-and-so just fell over and died. You could be at work, you could be at the office, you can be on the strip, you can be downtown, you can be in the shopping center, you could be sitting in your car. What I'm saying to you is take hold of what it is that you say you believe in. Stop taking life for granted. Stop taking the people that you say you respect, admire, and adore for granted. You know, you hear it all the time. We say, oh, I appreciate so-and-so so very much. Oh, I love so-and-so so very much. But your action shows different. See, we as humans, we are funny. And what it is that we say we love and appreciate, respect, admire, and adore. We pretentiously go through the motion. We're not adamant about what it is that we say we want because words are powerful. Words provoke you to action. Words make you do things that you want to do, that you're supposed to do, that you ought to do. That shows the other pe person that you do care about them. I may not be delivering this speech like you want to hear it, but I'm delivering it as it should be heard because we all come short and we all have to make the necessary adjustments that we need to make in our life in order for us to be who it is that we say we are in this life. God's blessings upon you. Take hold of today. Grab hold of that someone that you say you love and you admire and you appreciate. Look them in their eyes, whether it's man, woman, boy, or girl, and let them know how much you love them, how much you respect them, how much you admire them, how much you uh, uh, anticipate spending the rest of your life with them and them being around you. Make that change because you can the God that you say you love and appreciate, admire and adore, act upon those things that you say you believe in. Be flawless in your actions. Be deliberate in what you believe in. God bless you, take care of yourself, and please keep this in mind. Joys and Absence of a Mother is a powerful book. It's right now on Amazon. You owe it to yourself to go get that book. Let me say it again. It's in my mind the number one bestseller because it talks about the absence and the love and the appreciation of your mom. Where's your love? How much love do you have? Is it real? Is it pretentious? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. Exercise the fulfillment of grace that's within you. God's blessings upon you wholeheartedly. Take care and have a spectacular, awesome, and amazing rest of your day. God bless. Well, great morning. This is Stanley Harris. I just want to say this is such 
a wonderful day for myself, but not so wonderful for most people. I pray upon you taking the opportunity to listen to this audio message that it finds you and your significant others and your families and friends in the very best of health and suffering from no sicknesses or illnesses. You know, I have to say, an acquaintance of mine on yesterday was called to the hospital. Now, this is a sad story. It's almost to the point to where it made me emotional. And I had to recollect myself in order for me to actually give a plausible deliverance right here and right now. Picture this, your best friend got sick, ill. And the doctor said to your best friend that was laying on the hospital bed that, oh, you're getting better. You're getting better. And my friend felt as if though she was not or he was not getting better. They kept feeling, feeling even worse than they were feeling when they were admitted into the hospital. So long story short, there was a phone call that came to my friend's home. It was the hospital. The hospital says, well, your friend has made a turn for the worse. You might want to get here. Listen to what I said. Your friend has made a turn for the worse. You might want to get here. Now, keep in mind. See, I went through this sometime, some years ago. And I understand what your friend have turned to the worse. You may want to get here. See, I know what that terminology mean. That terminology mean that your friend is dead. So now you can come and say your goodbyes, your final goodbyes. That's what that meant. How horrible and disparaging was that? People don't have no scruples. People don't have no concern of the feelings of those that they're calling. Well, yes, we all have to go through it at some point. However, there's a way that one can be told that their friend have passed on rather than your your friend has made a turn for the worse you may want to get here that is horrible downright out disrespectful and I've written several letters to the corporate office of headquarters of the hospital and told them how demeaning and disparaging that is and they should implement new practices of how they should tell people that the person that you appreciate, admire, adore, and look up to have passed on. So anyway, my I'm going to call her my friend. Get to the hospital. The machine that monitors her blood pressure, her heartbeat, and all those other things that's associated with the hookup of this machine had been turned off and the room was quiet and my friend asked well how long has this machine been turned off and one of the nurses slipped and said it had been turned off for approximately six hours and they just not calling me and telling me that my friend had made a turn for the worse so in other words, my friend had been dead 
for a long time. And you just not telling me? Oh, it was horrible. She's going through her grieving process right now. And when I say she's going through her grieving process, she's going through her grieving process. See, we all experience death differently. We all succumb to emotions, but we express our feelings of death differently. I know because I've been there. So I'm saying to you all, gravitate to the person that you say you love and appreciate, admire, and adore because the next second isn't promised. We can be happy-go-lucky one minute and within the same minute, we can receive a phone call and say, so-and-so was in an automobile accident or so-and-so just fell over and died. You could be at work, you could be at the office, you could be on the strip, you can be downtown, you can be in the shopping center, you could be sitting in your car. What I'm saying to you is take hold of what it is that you say you believe in. Stop taking life for granted. Stop taking the people that you say you respect, admire, and adore for granted. You know, you hear it all the time. We say, oh, I appreciate so-and-so so very much. Oh, I love so-and-so so very much. But your action shows different. See, we as humans, we are funny. And what it is that we say we love and appreciate, respect, admire, and adore. We pretentiously go through the motion. We're not adamant about what it is that we say we want because words are powerful. Words provoke you to action. Words make you do things that you want to do, that you're supposed to do, that you ought to do. That shows the other pe- person that you do care about them. I may not be delivering this speech like you want to hear it, but I'm delivering it as it should be heard because we all come short and we all have to make the necessary adjustments that we need to make in our life in order for us to be who it is that we say we are in this life. God's blessings upon you. Take hold of today. Grab hold of that someone that you say you love and you admire and you appreciate. Look them in their eyes, whether it's man, woman, boy, or girl, and let them know how much you love them, how much you respect them, how much you admire them, how much you uh, uh, anticipate spending the rest of your life with them and them being around you. Make that change because you can The God that you say you love and appreciate, admire, and adore. Act upon those things that you say you believe in. Be flawless in your actions. Be deliberate in what you believe in. God bless you. Take care of yourself. And please, keep this in mind. Joys and Absence of a Mother is a powerful book. It's right now on Amazon. You owe it to yourself to go get that book. Let me say it again. It's in my mind the number one bestseller because it talks about the absence and the love and the appreciation of your mom. Where's your love? How much love do you have? Is it real? Is it pretentious? I don't know. 
Only you can answer that question. Exercise the fulfillment of grace that's within you. God's blessings upon you wholeheartedly. Take care and have a spectacular, awesome, and amazing rest of your day. God bless. Well, great morning. This is Stanley Harris. I just want to say this is such a wonderful day for myself, but not so wonderful for most people. I pray upon you taking the opportunity to listen to this audio message that it finds you and your significant others and your families and friends in the very best of health and suffering from no sicknesses or illnesses. You know, I have to say, an acquaintance of mine on yesterday was called to the hospital. Now, this is a sad story. It's almost to the point to where it made me emotional. And I had to recollect myself in order for me to actually give a plausible deliverance right here and right now. Picture this, your best friend got sick, ill. And the doctor said to your best friend that was laying on the hospital bed that, oh, you're getting better. You're getting better. And my friend felt as if though she was not or he was not getting better. They kept feeling, feeling even worse than they were feeling when they were admitted into the hospital. So long story short, there was a phone call that came to my friend's home it was the hospital the hospital says well, your friend has made a turn for the worse you might want to get here listen to what I said your friend has made a turn for the worse you might want to get here now keep in mind see I went through this sometime some years ago and I understand what your friend have turned to the worst you may want to get here see I know what that terminology mean that terminology mean that your friend is dead so now you can come and say your goodbyes your final goodbyes that's what that meant how horrible and disparaging was that people don't have no scruples people don't have no concern of the feelings of those that they're calling we, yes, we all have to go through it at some point. However, there's a way that one can be told that their friend have passed on. Rather than your, your friend has made a turn for the worse, you may want to get here. That is horrible. Downright out disrespectful. And I've written several letters to the corporate office of headquarters of the hospital and told them how demeaning and disparaging that is. And they should implement new practices of how they should tell people that the person that you appreciate, admire, adore, and look up to have passed on. So anyway, my I'm going to call her my friend. Get to the hospital. The machine that monitors her blood pressure, 
her heartbeat and all those other things that's associated with the hookup of this machine had been turned off and the room was quiet and my friend asked well how long has this machine been turned off and one of the nurses slipped and said it had been turned off for approximately six hours and they just not calling me and telling me that my friend had turned made a turn for the worse so in other words my friend had been dead for a long time and you just not telling me oh it was horrible she's going through her grieving process right now and when I say she's going through her grieving process she's going through her grieving process see we all experience death differently we all succumb to emotions but we express our feelings of death differently I know because I've been there so I'm saying to you all gravitate to the person that you say you love and appreciate admire and adore because the next second isn't promised we can be happy-go-lucky one minute and within the same minute, we can receive a phone call and say, so-and-so was in an automobile accident or so-and-so just fell over and died. You could be at work, you could be at the office, you could be on the strip, you can be downtown, you can be in the shopping center, you could be sitting in your car. What I'm saying to you is take hold of what it is that you say you believe in. Stop taking life for granted. Stop taking the people that you say you respect, admire, and adore for granted. You know, you hear it all the time. We say, oh, I appreciate so-and-so so very much. Oh, I love so-and-so so very much. But your action shows different. See, we as humans... We are funny and what it is that we say we love and appreciate, respect, admire, and adore. We pretentiously go through the motion. We're not adamant about what it is that we say we want because words are powerful. Words provoke you to action. Words make you do things that you want to do, that you're supposed to do, that you ought to do. That shows the other pe person that you do care about them. I may not be delivering this speech like you want to hear it. But I'm delivering it as it should be heard. Because we all come short. And we all have to make the necessary adjustments that we need to make in our life. In order for us to be who it is that we say we are in this life. God's blessings upon you. Take hold of today. Grab hold of that someone that you say you love and you admire and you appreciate. Look them in their eyes, whether it's man, woman, boy, or girl, and let them know how much you love them, how much you respect them, how much you admire them, how much you uh, uh, anticipate spending the rest of your life with them and them being around you. Make that change because you can the God that you say you love and appreciate, admire and adore, act upon those things that you say you believe in. Be flawless in your actions. Be deliberate in what you believe in.
God bless you. Take care of yourself. And please keep this in mind. Joys and Absence of a Mother is a powerful book. It's right now on Amazon. You owe it to yourself to go get that book. Let me say it again. It's in my mind the number one bestseller because it talks about the absence and the love and the appreciation of your mom. Where's your love? How much love do you have? Is it real? Is it pretentious? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. Exercise the fulfillment of grace that's within you. God's blessings upon you wholeheartedly. Take care and have a spectacular, awesome, and amazing rest of your day. God bless. Well, great morning, everyone. This is a Saturday morning, and I feel fantastic. This is Stanley Harrison. I just want to let you know that I, listen, I went to the gym, Planet Fitness, this morning at 4.30 a.m., and I'm just now leaving at 6.11, and let me tell you something. I feel remarkable. I feel incredible. I feel as if, though, I can run with the fastest track star in the world, even though that's figuratively speaking, but it's more so a mental process than anything. But let me tell you something. That's how great I feel. So I just want to let you know, if you're not feeling extraordinary this morning, get up and do something different. Drink a lot of water. Listen, I just found this app on my phone. Uh, drink eight glasses of water a day, and it helps purify your skin, and it also allows you to lose weight. And let me tell you something. I've been doing it for three days, and I feel fantastic. 8 times 3 is 24, so I've had 24 glasses of water. And let me tell you something. I have never went to the bathroom so much, but that's good. I'm peeing out all the impurities that's in my system, and I feel fantastic. But I wanted to say to you all that the reason that I'm sharing this with you because I know it's somebody that's listening to this audio message that love to hear the greatness of one's own transformation. And all you have to do is just say, you know what, man? I'm hearing it. I can do it. Let me do it. Changes within your grasp. Stop complaining about, oh, you know, all of us have, oh, New Year's resolution. Man, listen, how far is New Year's from us? Okay, to me, a long ways. So why not let your New Year's resolution start right here, right now, today? Make a difference in your life. Feel better about yourself. Don't wait until you have to go to the doctor and then the doctor say, well, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Shante, you need to start working out or you need to start uh, practicing eating better eating habits. Why wait to the doctor to tell you that when you know you can do it and all you have to do it is do it. Stop eating all them fried foods. That grease is killing us. It's making us big, unhealthy, fat, miserable. And it brings about a bunch of unnecessary body aches and pains. Stop eating all these unnecessary sweets. I'm not saying don't eat the sweets. I'm saying eat it in moderation. Give yourself a cheat day. Why not let your cheat day be uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or a Sunday? You pick the cheat day. And then you stick with that one day and then flush yourself with water and eat healthy food, green food, spinach, cabbage, uh, uh, asparagus, broccoli, you know, uh, 
tuna, steak, chicken, fish. Listen, let me tell you something. I just gave you the recipe of how I eat and why I feel so remarkable. Listen, I went to Walmart last night and I made a purchase of a few things and I told the young lady, I said, you sure do look awesome this evening. Man, how old are you, old are you 19 or 20? She said, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm 33. I said, girl, get out of here. She said, oh my God. She said, how old are you? I said, guess. She said, 35. I said, girl, bless your heart. I'm 52. That girl stopped talking. She stopped ringing up my stuff. She said, sir, tell me that you just playing. I said, baby, I'm 52 years old. And I say, I thank God. I say, the reason that I don't look at it is because I take care of myself. I don't party like I used to. I don't drink alcohol. I don't use drugs. I don't smoke. I say, I take care of myself. And that's why I feel and look so remarkable. But you know, I thank you. I was humbled. You know? And the thing of it is, is I'm saying that to say this to you. You can look even younger than what you look. You don't have to have a tire around your waistline. Your waistline can be small like it used to be when you was 13, 14, 15, 16, 19 years old. That body still exists, but that greatness that's lying dormant inside you needs to be awakened. So when are you going to awaken the sleeping giant that's inside you? There's no such thing as you can't look like you want to look. We look at the magazine, we see the big guys, we see the guys in shape, we see the women, we see how wonderful and chiseled and shaped they are. And the thing of it is, is we want the same thing. But we say to ourselves, oh, I-C-A-N apostrophe T. What does that mean? Cat isn't a word. At least it shouldn't be in your vocabulary because it isn't in mine. You have to put forth a valiant effort. Sure, there's some things that I encounter that I'm having challenges with difficulties with like computers i'm not good at computers but you know what i study and i study and i study and once it hit it clicked a light come on oh i got it now i got it you see so i'm saying all that to say this to you allow your searching to continue to be as it is elevated and once your light come on then you can say whether or not you choose to do it or you choose not to do it make yourself proud get healthy be healthy and don't let nobody tell you what you can and cannot do the ultimate element of surprise is the unknown the unknown is we never know the second minute hour or today and what it's going to bring but if we put forth a valiant effort live today as if though it is not a tomorrow let me reiterate that live today as if though it's not a tomorrow now what changes would you make today considering this is the only day that you have biblically that's all I'm saying God bless you take care of yourself and please stay elevated in your spirits and oh by the way I don't want to forget if you need somebody to come to you and share greatness of wisdom and inspired inspiration and how you can be elevated in your spirits email me i come to your house your job your park your community it doesn't matter and share words of inspired wisdom with you i can be reached at sbh345 stanley at gmail.com s as in sam b as in boy h as in harry 345 stanley at gmail.com i look forward to hearing from you 
Listen, let me come and share wisdom with you because I have a few things that God has blessed me with that will definitely spark a magnificent change in your life. Joy is an absence of a mother. Let me say that again. Joy is an absence of a mother. If you have not went to Amazon and took advantage of purchasing this book, Joys and Absence of a Mother, then you need to go to Amazon and get it. Really, you do. See, the thing of it is, is we go shopping, we go to restaurants, we spend all of an absorbent amount of money on our hair and all this type of stuff. Clothes, shoes, jewelry. Spend the money on something that's going to help change your life towards your mom. And if your mom has gone home to be in heaven with God, then you have somebody else that you know that their mom is still alive. Share the greatness and the wisdom with them. Because one thing is for certain, there is no such thing as my mom is gone because spiritually she's right there with you. Unless you do an about face and turn away from the teachings that she instilled inside you to make you the great man and woman that you are today, she is still in existence because mom left us with so much power, so much creativity that it is just how do you say pouring out of your pores. That's how great mom is. That's how great mom will always be. Notice I didn't say was. That's how great mom is. Was is that means that you you no longer think about her. You no longer um gravitate towards her teachings so i don't say it like i don't was i was what's that a, a cereal no mom is and will always be the greatest inspiration of our time of our life right here and right now god bless you so much take care stay elevated